You're listening to The Dworkin Report, and I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. Today we spoke with Peter Morley, a New Yorker who has lupus and just got put on a restricted prescription because Donald Trump is selling the drugs he needs to live just to make a political distraction while the coronavirus ravages America. Talking with Peter drives home the national problems created by handing a microphone to Trump in this deeply personal interview where he explains the physical difficulty of managing his health with a potentially deadly drug. Making matters worse, he explained to me how Trump's politically driven shortage of hydroxychloroquine could send him to the hospital, where he'd be at heightened risk of contracting the deadly coronavirus because of his pre-existing conditions. Over a million Americans have lupus. What Peter's story means is that some, or many of them, could wind up contracting a potentially fatal infectious disease because Trump forced them to go to hospitals during a pandemic. I'm here with Peter Morley, a resistance fighter and one of my healthcare heroes. Rolling Stone magazine recently featured his worries about getting an adequate supply of medication due to the shortage caused by Donald Trump's advertising for the drug hydroxychloroquine at the daily coronavirus propaganda press rallies. Peter, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? Well, physically, um, I am doing okay. Uh, Emotionally, not so much. I just want to just give full disclosure here to, you know, I am, I have lupus. Um, I've been on Plaquenil hydroxychloroquine for uh, almost six years. I take it twice daily, 200 milligrams. And it what, is, is it not, a pill? Is it, a, like- it, it, it is a pill. And th- that is the average dose for, for most people on it. And for me, it prevents me from going into a lupus flare, which incidentally could send me into the hospital, which is the last place that somebody who is immunocompromised needs to be. Right. So if you don't take it, it's a disaster waiting to happen. And have you ever experienced side effects from the drug that are negative? Absolutely. Uh, It took me four months to acclimate to the medication. Um, I had extreme nausea, fatigue, weakness, loss of appetite, I have a laundry list. If you just go to the Mayo Clinic, you can see all the side effects. And there are a huge amount of side effects. This is not an easy medication. It can be toxic. You can overdose from it. You know, what I understand is, you know, I just stated there the normal dose is 400 milligrams, but it's being prescribed as 600 milligrams. You can become unconscious from it if you overdose. The biggest uh, side effect from it or, or the most severe side effect from it for me is uh, permanent retina damage. And I actually have to go to an ophthalmologist twice a year to do a visual field test to make sure that I don't have retina damage. And hopefully if they find it in time, I can stop the medication and then the retinal damage can be reversed. But in some people, it hasn't been reversed. Have you had problems getting the med itself? I've never had a problem getting the med until recently. I would always fill my medications on it for a 90-day supply 
I filled my medication a little over a week ago and I was told that I was only allowed to have a 30-day supply. And I asked my pharmacist what happens in 30 days and he said, I don't know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Peter, in your own words, why do you think Trump has turned on his used car salesman pitch to sell the drugs you need to treat your lupus as a false cure to the American public? I think he's grasping his straws based on the only anecdotal evidence out of China. There's very little information. There is absolutely no research that says that this medication is effective. And if so, it only has a mild effect. So I can't even begin to speculate. But based on his pounding of this drug, the re- repeating the name over and over in each of his pressers, the only thing I could think of is there's something financially for him to gain out of this. I agree. I know that he's got a very small investment that's linked to it, but it's through like an investment fund. So it's not direct, but I'm sure that he's making money off of the coronavirus somehow uh, via his son-in-law's brother, Joshua Kushner, Cadre, or other means. But something strange happened at the CDC, Center for Disease Control, which is under the control of Trump at HHS. They they put yes. out advice with quote unquote, the anecdotal evidence you had talked about, Plekonel, then they suddenly retracted it. What do you you think that means and what happened there? Uh, It means that somebody got their hand slapped um, because he has no, there's, there's no other, he is so behind the eight ball on this, so behind. After months of denying, calling it a hoax, He's so desperate for something. He is trying to override uh, good information with information that is deadly and actually takes medication out of the populations that desperately need it. Find out more about Meet the Candidates 2020, my new book series of voter guides authored by Dworkin Report producer Grant Stern. It's the only place you can read my opinion and a factual portrait of each major Democratic candidate in one place. Buy the book now at the link inside this episode's notes at grantstern.com or your local Barnes & Noble. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. Oh, well, that's daunting. Uh, Obviously, Big Pharma probably has a role. What role do you believe that Big Pharma, literally the pharmaceutical research and manufacturers of America and lobbying by its members, is playing in getting Trump to be a pitch man for this drug? Well, all I know is what I see. I I don't know if you're aware that Politico has some new newsletter that I've been receiving that pushes. It's actually presented by PHRMA, which is a big big lobbyists in, in D.C. And uh, so there's some evidence for you there. Uh, when you see Rudy Giuliani 
purporting the wonderful effects that Plaquenil has on the uh, patients with COVID-19. Very disturbing. He actually tweeted to Governor Whitmer about the wonderful effects and that she's providing misinformation. And he actually got temporarily suspended from Twitter. So those are the kind of things. And as you mentioned with the CDC, these are these are all things that we all need to keep our eyes peeled. Um, MSOBC's uh, Malcolm Nance tweeted, Rudy's involved. Now we know it's a scam. Yeah. What do you think about uh, your former mayor's involvement in pushing this medically unproven use of the lupus drugs you need to survive? Horrifying. Horrifying. I mean, it's leading to hoarding of medication by people outside the communities that need it. And it is, this is just unfathomable. I mean, he has no, he's not a doctor. He should not be speaking to this. Dr. Fauci has gone on record saying there is only anecdotal evidence. And just to add to that, I just received something from my rheumatologist's office today saying specifically, and I quote, in recent days, hydroxychloroquine has been mentioned as a potential treatment for COVID-19. Despite the headlines, there are currently no high quality data to confirm that hydroxychloroquine may play a significant role in limiting the severity of COVID-19. It is simply too early to tell. This episode of the Dworkin Report is brought to you by Resistors Like You. We aim to keep this show independent for as long as we can. Visit DworkinReport.com to see how you can help out. One of the best ways is by hitting that contribute button in the top right and giving what you can. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. I guess the last thing closing out, is there anything you want to say in, in regards to hope that people could have right now? Well, before I say that, I really want to say because of my connections as an advocate, you know, I've been reaching out on behalf of the lupus community and uh, every other community affected by shortages and, you know, like I've experienced. I just want to state that I spoke with somebody at a very high level at from the Energy and Commerce Committee. This is the response I got. We've been working with the FDA to address the shortage, but it's hard with the president selling it on national TV every night. And I also want to say, as a patient with lupus who has been successfully treated on this drug, who's known that it is effective, and it's not just the lupus community, again, it is other communities, uh, autoimmune communities, especially rheumatoid arthritis, that this president, it appears that he is selling drugs to fund his presidential campaign. And that, to me, is the most disturbing takeaway from this. And what about a short message of hope? I I know it's hard. I, you're in the I belly know. of the beast right now in the I, world. Like you're in the new Wuhan. I get it. No, no, you, no. you always provide me with such joy and love. So that's why here, I figured. No, 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 no. Here's, here's the hope. I will never give up fighting for the people in need 
of this medication and fighting to find out why. And we all have to speak up and talk about it because that's the way that we're going to save each other and support each other and love each other because that's what this country is about. That's what this country was founded on. And it has to, we all have to unite and come together as a country and show that love and feel that love because nobody should ever feel that they've been abandoned and nobody's abandoning you because I know myself and there are thousands of people fighting for you. So when you hear this, just know that we will get to the bottom of this and we'll get to the bottom of this very, very quickly. And please don't feel helpless. And you are loved. Where can people follow you on Twitter? At more than my SLE. One of my closest friends, Peter Morley, thank you for your time. Thank you, Scott. And before we go, I'd like to take a minute to speak directly with you, the listening audience, and tell you my opinion about the terrible coronavirus epidemic that has broken out in America amidst the global pandemic. It's, it really is disturbing. Me personally, and I don't know if you share these same beliefs, but what you do and what you say what you wear, how you look, how you present yourself, the hand gestures you use. Every single move matters when you're president of the United States. Every single thing. For example, before Obama would tweet things, it would go through every agency. Before Obama would show up at meetings, they'd make sure, is that color of tie going to offend somebody? Is that going to offend one of our allies? Is that going to represent something or misrepresent something? If you're going to this you know, St. Patrick's Day event, then make sure he wears a green tie. If he didn't, then that would be a news story. You see what I'm saying? Like even more so what you don't say and what you don't do matters as well. And so in this situation, I see a president of the United States or supposed an illegitimate one. I see a person going up there, monster, that is talking about how you should take these drugs if you're dying, right? And this can set people over the edge. They're probably not lucid enough to take meds or decide for themselves at that point anyways. And so you have desperate family yeah. members trying to get these drugs to their family member because they don't want them to die. Exactly. And he's throwing out a life raft, but that's not the life raft that they need. And so right. it's, it's like, here's some hope. Then he has the thing to blame. Well, that drug didn't work and that's this guy's fault. And it's the World Health Organization's fault because right. they're our enemy because they're teaming up with China because China's our enemy. Well, just think about it like this. There was one person who could have gotten testing off the ground. There is one person who could have, could have put a halt to the entire American society. There is one person who could have made it very clear to everybody to stop what they're doing and to stay inside. There's one person who could lead by example and wear a mask and tell everybody else to do the same. There's one person who could make a very concrete stand. There's one person who could lead by example. And there is one person who could control and do all of these things. There's one person who could be accountable uh, for everything as well. And I, I would say that we would not be in this position. We would not be indoors at this level. We would not be the worst hit country in the pandemic if it weren't for him. Uh, yeah. yeah, the coronavirus exists, but fewer Americans would have died and gotten sick if he had not been president. And that's sad. And the fact that any, any other country would have removed him. 
I'd like to thank uh, Peter Morley for joining me on the show. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. I'd also like to thank our producer, Grant Stern. You can pick up our book on Joe Biden at meetthecandidates2020.com. You can visit our website at workingreport.com. You can visit the Mask Now Coalition at masksnow.org. Great organization helping the fight. Thanks again for listening. Keep resisting.